What's your mate? How's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys, always this is Kevin from the Code Progression Podcast, brought to you by Dark Fusion Systems, the best in custom computing technology. Whether you need a custom computer for gaming, streaming, creative, music, whatever it is, they are going to build the one for you. You know how Ryan Kirby streams his stuff on Twitch? Dark Fusion Systems. Get $100 off your entire order. It's called CP Pod. At checkout, darkfusionsystems.com. Link to the podcast below. Now, it's time for feature presentation. We have Chaney from the band House Parties on the podcast today. Their newest EP, Side Effects, out now. We talk about the making of the EP, the making of their alternative rock, pop punk sound. At the same time, the time they played in a literal cave and how they made me feel so silly because I forgot I've already seen them live. You'll see that all happen in a great episode with a great band. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. So you know we love to bring you a bunch of new music from all over the place along the rock and metal spectrum. Sometimes we go heavier because that's kind of more my style. But, you know, if we find something that's going to be a little more of the lighter alternative side, we're going to want to feature it because... Hey, music's going to hit everybody, and we found a band that's going to be just for you if that fits your prerogative. This band is from Dallas, Texas. Their brand new EP, Side Effects, came out on January 19th, so go and check it out, especially if you like stuff that has a little bit more of that pop sensibility of the 2000s to it, stuff that's just going to get you moving, grooving, and having a great time and have a lot of substance behind it. This is the band for you, so please welcome Chaney from the band House Party. So Chaney, welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time. One thing I'd like to do at the beginning of the podcast, especially for bands that I'm not that well versed in, is I try and find out as much as I can about the band. And I only found, I found a couple things about you guys, but nothing too much. So I want to know what is the House Party's origin story? Like if this is starting out the Marvel Cinematic Universe with the original Iron Man. Like I want to hear the full story that we got here. So I'll let you take it away. Let us all get in the insight in the house parties. Okay, so like way back a couple of years ago, I was in another band. Um, did, we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, it ended um, a lot of stuff. And um, I did meet the drummer for that old band. I ended up staying friends with him because he was really, really passionate about music. And I was like also really passionate. And I was like, okay, cool. We can make this work. And then like become really good friends. Um, then COVID hits like 2020. We I wanted to start a band for a long time. Like like a true like band from the start, like pop punk band at the time. And um hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> My cat's making a lot of noise, hopefully, <laughs> not picking that up. But um basically, um uh, I was like, I think I'm ready to like start this thing. So he obviously was going to play guitar because he's way better at guitar than he is drums. Um, and so then at that point, I recently became mutuals with someone named Wesley on like social media. And I posted that we were looking for a drummer and a bassist. And he told me he was ready to try this whole band thing again. So um, he auditioned, was insanely talented. Um, as our guitarist Spencer says, he kind of like wrote the music at the time, like to make it really hard to play, not like hard to play, but like it's going to be complicated to play it. And um, Wesley was able to play it and we were like, okay, cool. So he can do it. 
at the um before we became three um our bassist Haley shout out Haley she just had a baby like a month or two I, a couple months ago I can't remember I can't remember when um but shout out to her um she um I already like knew of her from another band called New 95 and so she asked if she could just be in it and I was like honestly I've seen you play I know who you are yeah you're in so that is the little origin story of how our band got started it's a nice little origin story there. Just how, you know, it, 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 band members can come in together all throughout the most random places. And oh, yeah. it seems like, especially on your end with house parties, things just kind of fell into place over and over and just really nicely happened. When it comes to Wesley, though, I do like the fact that Spencer was going to try and create music that was going to be more difficult to play, mostly because if you're going to give somebody, you know, the easiest material to play, especially if you're going to see if they're going to fit in, you know, that might be their that might be their cap. That might be the height that they're able to right. get to. And when it comes to creating new music, it might limit you as a band creatively. So if he's going to give somebody something harder and then Wesley comes in and is able to easily do it, not only does it say, okay, this is going to vibe, this is going to work, but it also lends the idea of what can Wesley's skill set allow you to continue to do with your music and grow and evolve it as you continue to write, as you continue to work together, and as all four of you continue to collaborate and create this thing that is House Parties. Right, exactly. And he did it perfectly um we were like you're in it's been and it's been good ever since you know he's we've connected with Wes so much um I don't think anybody else would have worked out the way that Wesley did um super talented drum drum drummer um couldn't ask for anything better so I totally understand. Well, and now it's, you know, you're going out, you got new music coming out. I mean, well, I say new music that came out. Also, I saw out there that you had appeared on a couple of different things, such as uh, 8123 Day with the main, along with one of the Four Lovers festivals that Hawthorne Heights put on. So I got to ask specifically first about the Hawthorne Heights one with the Is For Lovers Fest. How did that all turn out? Because I have had bands on that have been a part of that. And I always like to hear the stories, you know, and kind of see yeah. how everybody matches up. So we actually played two. Oh, you got the, two? Yeah, we played the one in Utah, and then we played the uh, the one in Tennessee. So we and the one in Tennessee, I it was way cooler to me because we we got to play in a cave, um, insane. Because like when we got there, like it's hot outside, like it's hot. You're like, I want to die. It sucks. You walk into the cave, it's like a constant like sixty seven degrees in there. <laughs> you have to have a jacket on at some point. It's it it was probably one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life or like coolest stages I've ever performed on. Um, the is for lovers. Um, since we got signed and we got like a manager and like a good booking agent, um, our name is being thrown around a lot in that kind of stuff. And so we got offered it. We actually got offered to play. Um, Tennessee was when we got offered first. And I remember because when we were recording this EP side effects, it was towards the end of it. We got offered for this. And the day that we left, we posted it. Um, saying that we're playing it. So it it was really fun. Those are those are really fun shows. I'm just amazed at the fact that you got to perform in a literal cave. Yeah. Um, they had two different stages. One of the other stage was like a big stage, so I obviously don't think we would have been playing on that one. But we got, we got uh, whoever what I forget his name, but he fought for us to be in the cave, and we got in the cave. I think Ben's his name. 
Ben fought for us to be in the cave and we got to be in the cave. So it was pretty fun. See, because I'm thinking about that specifically, because when we think about concert venues and we think about, you know, festival venues as well, there's going to be some that always have that like run of the mill style where we know what the stage construct is going to look like. We know what the overall feels like, especially for a lot of these newer modern venues where it seems like everything is the exact same, very cookie cutter, very just structured the same. So we're going to get the same experience over and over again. But a lot of people like to go to some of those older venues, maybe even though the sound isn't the best, but it's the aesthetic, the vibe, the overall look, the history behind it. And then when you go to the outside and when you go play outdoors, of course, we're going to think about those festivals that we absolutely love to go to and the ones that are in the cool places. But why are the ones that always have these unique individual aspects to them stand out so much something like Red Rocks? Why are so many people trying to play there? Because it's it's a natural amphitheater. How cool is that? And the way it's formed, it, it's just massively incredible. But the fact that, you know, for another festival, they have a stage in a cave. And you yeah. get to play in a cave. I'm, and especially if it's a hot day and it's a consistent 67 degrees in there. I'm thinking from my perspective, can we get something that's also going to potentially fit, you know, a little bit more of my style where I like to go in the pit, mosh, go absolutely crazy, do it in a cave where it's consistently 67 degrees and the sound is bouncing off the walls and you're just oh, hearing yeah. this massive booming feel of it. I mean, that's got to be a whole nother experience itself, not only for you, but for the fans that are seeing you because they're seeing you in a way that no one else is going to ever potentially get to see you again unless you go and play in another cave. Yeah, no, that that experience was so surreal because like the the noise was I can't even describe it. It how you would think it would sound in a cave for sure. Um, but the thing was is like in between bands, they would have the lights off or like no, while bands were playing, they would have the lights off and it was so incredibly hard to see where you were going in there. So like we my team had to go on to like the side where like all of our gear was or everyone's gear was and like getting there, like while the lights were like pitch black in there, it was like, Oh my God. Like, am I going to run into somebody? Like it's, it was nuts. Um, and like to get up back to like, the main area was such like a inclined walk too. And you just, ugh, it was so insane. Uh, when we had to bring our gear, we had to get, we got like a lift from this car that would pull the gear and we just got to take a ride down downhill towards the cave it was really fun yeah and now i can maybe understand why you know maybe playing in a cave isn't the most optimal thing especially from the performer side if you potentially can't see where you're going and may walk off stage walk into you know a big tower or something like that knock some things over next thing you know we're playing dominoes inside a cave and that's never the best thing especially you got a lot of electrical equipment in there yeah I mean, like the stage itself was lit, but if you were like trying to walk somewhere while a band was playing, it was it was really hard to see. But also like you're in a cave, so it just like makes sense at the same time. You're like, yeah, this makes sense. It's yeah, you got to you got to, you know, anticipate your surroundings and understand, like you said, you're in a cave. This is just going to happen. And it was like you would imagine a cave to be wet. It was definitely wet in there. It was definitely wet. Like you would have like drops of water, like um falling on you there were bathrooms in there and the toilet paper would already be like damp a little bit because like the moisture in the air so it was like it was like an optimal cave experience <laughs> i mean i mean you could go to you know like carlsbad caverns and go and do a tour through the caves but why not just do the exact same thing but literally have a stage in there and have a band playing what would you rather do yeah it's not gonna be the most you know like 
space friendly or environment friendly thing because you are in an actual cave. It's a, you know, it's an environmental thing. It's in nature. There's going to be things that are going on in there. However, it's going to be something that you want to try out at least once because how cool is that moment? I'm still kind of stuck on that, but I, I probably have to move on for that because otherwise I'm going to talk about playing in a cave for the next like 20 minutes. And Fair I, enough. And we I get definitely stuck on that. would play in the cave again, 100%. And I also heard that that was like the first time that um, that venue had done like like a emo like festival like that inside of the cave. So that was really cool. See if they do it again. Hopefully they do it again. Hopefully you're going to play in there and also play later in the day with a bigger crowd than you did the last time. See that growth continue to happen. But I saw that you played eight, uh, one, two, three day with the main. I saw the main uh, fan in the background of your, uh, your room right now. So I got to ask, how is that playing something like that, especially connecting with the band that it looks like, especially from that fan that you're a big fan of? Oh my gosh. Um, Definitely. I think Spencer and Wesley are bigger fans of the main than I am. I like I like the main. I just I'm not a big pop rock girly. Um, no hate to it. It just doesn't really like scratch that itch in my head. But it but they're still really good. Um, there's a couple of songs that I are really really like. And I was more stoked to be like, oh my god, we're opening up for also like Knuckle Puck and like Real Friends. I was like, that's insane. Um, but we got we got offered that like two days before the show. So at the time. I was seeing Paramore down in Austin because I couldn't go to the Dallas date because we had uh, band stuff. That's always priority. And on our way down there, I was having like, I got like car sick and I ended up throwing up and like, I just was not having a good morning because I had to be at my friends like so early because we were all driving down and it was just not cool. Um, the actual show, a Paramore show was awesome, but, um, we got like the the a text from our manager and was like, "Do y'all want to open up for the main in two days?" And we were like, "Uh, yeah." So I called my job that I was working at the time and I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm not coming into work for a couple days. Like, is that is that if that's cool?" And and they were like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And so like we literally like I got home from seeing Paramore like the next day and like immediately packed up our bags and we like left. And that was really cool because we, I was like, I think the first time that we ever got to experience having our very own green room at a show like that. And it was just, everyone was very welcoming and everyone was really sweet and it was just really good vibes. So it was really fun. It was really cool. Nerve wracking, but really cool. Well, I can understand it being nerve wracking, especially from uh, Spencer and Wesley's standpoint. If they're bigger fans of the main, of course, that's going to add to more of the nerves. But just the quick turnaround that you had, literally going to uh, see Paramore in Austin and having to, you know, do a quick turnaround 180 after the show. Got to get back. We got to go and play this gig. We got to be there. We got to make this happen and see the whirlwind that happens off it. Having your own green room, also being able to open up for real friends and knuckle puck at the same time, just adding to this whole entire experience where. If you would have maybe had like a month or two to really understand, you know, get a feel of what's going on, maybe some of those nerves would have been quelled because you had the anticipatory feels of it. You're able to work through those emotions at the same time, feel like you might be more better prepared for it. But when something like that happens and you have two days notice to do something like that, you just go with the flow with it and go with it because yeah. opportunities like that don't come around often, if almost well, ever. Yeah. And that was really cool because it's literally like 81, 23 day. Like that does never, that's, that's like a once in a hundred year thing. Once in a lifetime. Like, so for us, I like to have been a part of it was really, really, really cool. 
So that that'll hold a special memory with me forever. I have like a little Polaroid that a girl took of us like by our green room. It said our name. We're all just like, so yeah. And like that venue too, a lot of like iconic people have played there. Like there's a giant wall where like ev all these giant artists have played and we're reading and going like, oh my God, I know that. I know them. I know them. I know them. I know them. So it was just like so surreal. I, it was I've... a quick trip too. Cause it's just like it, we went there and, went back home we were like did that even just happen like we just went and opened up for the main that was so random <laughs> i feel like i should know this but what venue was that at oh my god uh let me look it up real quick i don't want to say the wrong name because i have a different name in my head but i know it's not correct hold on a second because like i'm thinking of a couple venues like what it could be but i feel like i'm definitely wrong and i don't want to be wrong either Fillmore auditorium in uh denver okay that's what it is. The Fillmore. Yes. So that was cool. And and you still have the and you still have the cheesy Polaroid to remember it by with the look at us, I everybody. Do, I do. Yeah. It's kept in that little box over there. <laughs> underneath that little witch girl. Oh nice. And she's protecting my box of band things. <laughs> hey, it's totally understandable. I mean, I've got a box of a bunch of random things behind me that uh I just like anything from the podcast that people have sent me, I'll just put it in there if it's something that's like small. But it's I still have like little like uh I've got one Funko Pop that's there, but it's of uh it's basically Pennywise the Clown, but it's oh, yeah. Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills is Pennywise the Clown. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Have to have something protecting all the cool music stuff you get over the years, but Nothing's going to probably beat that Polaroid for quite a while just because it's it's it, you have to have the cheesy moment in there, too, because it's going to be those moments that you absolutely remember. Of course, there's going to be potentially better looking photos overall. There's going right. to be potentially better, just like aesthetically pleasing ones. But I always look at it as you never remember the photos or the moment like those captured moments where you look like, you know, perfect prim stage and everything. It's always the ones where you're going to be doing something utterly ridiculous. When people look at those photos, they're going to look at that ridiculous piece. It's going to connect with them and they're going to remember it. Plus you can remember that moment more. That's why whenever I take photos, I'm like, I can never take a photo. That's like nice because I just like, it, it doesn't seem right. I got to be doing something wacky. Yeah. And also like we didn't have a photographer for that because it was so last minute. So we couldn't get our, usual photographer so that's the only picture that i have of us there like nothing on stage that's just us by our green room that's the only picture i have i had like other like behind the scenes photos of like on my other phone but then in august my phone got stolen so all that is gone so that's literally like the only picture that i have so like it's staying safe in there <laughs> i'll say you might want to add a little bit more of like a safeguard too. You may want to encase that thing in glass true <laughs> But outside of that, now I want to jump into specifically the Side Effects EP because I want to get more people to know about your music and get to know more about your sound. So when it comes to creating the sound that you worked with on Side Effects, but also the sound as a band as a whole, the creation process, what was that all like to create these four songs? Ooh, well, we had kind of like the demos for these songs before we went in, and they were so drastically different than how they turned out. Um, so whenever we were in the studio with Derek and he held us write these songs, like to see from like start to finish was like night and day. It's, it's just the demos don't sound anything, maybe brain dead, but the demos sound nothing like what the actual songs are. Um, the process was cool. We, every day we would start with like drums and then guitar and like more of like the instrumental. And then it was vocal day 
every other day. So it was like just me in the booth hearing Derek and Seth in my ears, just doing vocals for a couple hours. Um, it was really fun. Um, Waterworks especially, we kind of had to like rewrite the whole thing. And I remember like we were trying to rewrite second verse and I just went off by myself and I came up with probably like my favorite lyric I've ever written, which is uh, picking petals off of daisies from my tear stained garden. Cause I just love that line. That whole second verse is probably my favorite. Um, Cause like when, when we write the, when we write words, um, we're very much like, okay, we got to have it. Like, does it, can you easily say it? Does it flow well? Um, this top line that it needs to match with this has this many syllables in it. Like, so we have to match up to that. And it, it was so hard to find something that fit. And then I came up with that and we were like, that fits so perfectly there. So, <laughs> so that's incredibly impressive. Not only just taking this idea and construct when it comes to lyric writing, when it comes to especially for that song specifically again waterworks want to make sure i get the name right because if i was gonna mess it up that was gonna be very bad you could have roasted the hell out of me for it <laughs> however wasn't gonna let that happen but when you're able to really take a look and understand not only just the emotion that you're going through with that and want to make sure it sounds good but also the fact that when it comes to lyric writing a lot of it has so much in connection with poetry and how it's going to end up interacting not only the way you speak it the way you say it the way you sing it is it going to come out the way you want it to, especially when you're on stage or when you're recording it? But when oh, yeah. people hear it, is that flow, is that overall emotion going to be translated there? And are these different aspects that you can bring up from poetry, these different constructs, these different uh, theories on how to make this work? How does this all come into play to make sure that when you're singing these, again, everything is hitting, the story is going, the emotional piece there is going to connect with people but also it has this more impactful sound to it where, you know, of course we're going to hear lyrics out there that sometimes are just really ridiculous for it out there. Just not much, no, not necessarily much thought to them. I'll say there is thought to them, but just, you know, simple, not as super serious. But when you get to the stuff that really has that deeper emotional tie to it, if you have more of these poetry aspects to it, it ends up coming through a lot stronger because as humans, when we hear them in our mind, we just are able to tune into them better especially through music because we have the instrumentation behind there to be our guide instead of we're just reading poetry and we're trying to like oh i don't know what these words mean well no when it comes to music you have the emotional flow there so when you're singing these lines and you're singing that such a powerful line from the second verse boom it's gonna hit us in a completely different way because we know exactly where you're coming from yeah and the like in the demo i had a lyric because the whole song is about like being insecure and like not liking how you look mm -hmm. even if other people don't see you that way mm -hmm. and um so i had like a whole section that was like playing off of like that whole saying like like, like picking petals off of flowers like he loves me mm -hmm. he loves me not he loves me but it was like i hate myself i love me not i hate myself i love me not so like a play on like that but we were like, eh, it doesn't really feel that well with it. So I wanted to keep that incorporated. So I was like, okay, picking petals off of my tear-stained garden where all the flowers grow. And I'm crying into it. My crying makes the flowers grow. So I was like, okay, that works. 
I mean, it definitely works in the way that the song is constructed too, from beginning to end. You can definitely tell that there is this massive emotional cathartic release that is given through there, especially when we feel the vocals and they really stand out to make this happen as I'm looking at my notes for this whole entire song as well. And especially looking at the other songs around the EP, this one has more of that ballad feel behind it. Yeah, but 100%. given the but given the emotional construct of it and the way that you're delivering it with the, that imagery, we, it's going to be much better to be put into that kind of soundscape, into that style, because it was something that had a little bit more faster, that pop punk flavor to it. Now all this emotional release has a little bit of this not as serious feel to it and not as grand feel to it when we need something like that for, especially when you're talking about trying to, you know, work through your own issues at times, especially when we're younger, as all of us do with image with, you know, like I said, I hate me. I love me not. I hate me. I love me not. And just having to go through all that. A lot of us are able to connect with that, but we're going to connect with that in my opinion, a lot more consistently, especially in a ballad type song or a little bit more of a melodic type song to max out on that emotional capacity. Oh, 100%. And this the original song wasn't even supposed to be like a ballad at, at all. And Derek came in and was like, like the day that we were supposed to like start writing for it. And he goes, guys, like, do you guys trust me? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're on song four now. <laughs> and he was like, okay, well, what if we turned waterworks? What if we made it into a ballad? We're like, okay. I was like, I have to hear it, but like, I'm, I'm down for it. And when we were working on it and just like, you know, Seth, our, the produ our producer, he kind of like quickly like mixes it a little bit as he kind of goes. So you can hear it. And it was just like jaw dropping. We were like, this is amazing. And I never forget after that one was done, especially like, I think we, uh, I think... After we had all four songs, because that was the last one, we he gave us a rough mix of all of them. I'll never forget, we went and we all, all four of us, because Trey, our photographer, was there. We went to go sit in the car, and we played it all kind of, like, loudly, and we were sitting there just like, wow. Waterworks especially, we're like, wow. Like, this is so good. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, when it comes to listening to those rough mixes to see if you feel them, I mean, the four of you going into a car and blasting them, there's no better way to go about that. Just because, I mean, we think about just when it comes to listening to music, you want to have that full immersive experience, especially if you're going to get into it. And so many people get so deep into music, especially when they're driving their car and it's just all around them, all encompassing. You get the full surround sound in there and like your own little cab, own little booth kind of works out really nicely. So especially doing something like that with the rest of the band and really getting a feel for it to see if it's where you want to go. I mean, you're going to get the best chance just doing something like that. Oh, yeah. And it was just that's probably my favorite one off the entire EP, too. Um, midlife would be my second, but I, I just keep I, I keep going back to Waterworks. I was like, damn, this song is so good. I actually kind of like the midlife crisis a lot more, but again, like I said, I like the faster, more manic, more heavier stuff. Yeah, so I'm be a little bit more towards that. But midlife crisis, that was one that it kind of made me smile in a way, just because of just oh, when I was yeah. going through it, there were certain thoughts that popped in my head. I'm like, huh? You can kind of tell midlife crisis. Okay, we kind of have an idea of where the song is going. However, I the reason I like this because I'm thinking midlife crisis. I'm thinking how people look at it, but when we were younger. I always you saw midlife crisis like the crazy time where people just want to try and be young again and just um oh the old guy bought a ferrari just out of nowhere because 
midlife crisis or now he's going skydiving. Why the heck is he doing that? Maybe he just wants to feel young again. How silly is that? But I kind of take a look at it too as, you know, you kind of gave more of this like lighter kind of overall feel to the concept just through the song the way I took it. But it made this feel of like, you know, you don't have to have a midlife crisis if you just enjoy life and stay young and don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Midlife crisis for me was really inspired by just like at that point in time, 2020, 2022 to 2023 kind of, well, until, well, no, cause we wrote it 2023. So 2022. Um, and so I was just going through the ringer. Um, and literally it just felt like my entire world world was like, everything was just falling apart. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm just in a crisis mode. I feel like I need to be happy, but like, I'm just not. So I wanted to write like a song about like having like a midlife crisis, like in your twenties. And it was definitely like the harder one because we were like, they were like, don't put like too much of a breakdown in like their songs and like stuff like that. And you're like, screw it. Let's just do it. So we did it. And that song goes so hard and it's really fun to play live it is super super fun on our last tour with can't swim in belmont which my mind is still blown that we played that it was it was awesome we would cover given up by lincoln park and we would go like right at the end of that cover we would go right into midlife crisis so like people were already like moshing and stuff from like given up and then they would keep moshing just for like the next song and it was like our closer and it was just such an awesome really like fun thing to play on stage. All right. Now I'm absolutely kicking myself because why did I not remember that that was you guys that played that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) How how did I completely and utterly miss out on that? Cause, cause I'm thinking like, wait a minute. I actually, yeah, I was at the Milwaukee one. What stage was that? What venue was that? uh, X-ray arcade. Oh my, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was really fun, yeah. And then uh, I'm not sure if Taz, Taz at some point, lead singer Belmont, like for he didn't do it every single time, but he would come and feature on it. I don't think he did it for that show, for giving up, but he he did. But no, that I remember that one. That was a fun one. It really was. Yeah. Now now I'm kicking myself because I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I'll say when I I'm like I have to see this band live. And I'm like, wait a minute. I already did, and I had a great <laughs> time. How the fuck did I not remember this? Not not now. I mean, you can roast the hell out of me for not remembering this because no, it's okay. It happens. It, you never like small world, like full circle moment. That's yeah. what happens. Well, cause, the time. I, cause I remember, I remember watching you play and I remember, I remember talking to my buddy Shane and cause we were, cause of, he's a, you know, all the stuff that I am. And we're just like, this has got a good vibe to this. has got a good flow. Of course, we're the two crazy guys that always want to start the pit and go absolutely nuts. And when you started playing, giving up, we're just like, Oh my God, we can absolutely do this because yes. we, because we went into the show, not knowing exactly what to expect from you as a band. We knew what to expect from Cancel. I knew exactly what to expect from Belmont in a live setting. So I'm like, I know we're going to get some movement going and I want to see what these other bands can do. Once you got, once you started playing the cover, giving up and we were just like, <gasps> we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh uh, yeah, we, we made it our, our goal for that tour to like, end the show with like just heat like gas fire just chaos like we wanted it to like go out with a bang basically so people would be like holy shit what was that band i just played holy god they're so good and that's exactly what we did and it it happened that way see you just remembered like oh my god 
You you just unlocked a random memory. I I there's I gotta blame myself for that. There's way too many things going on in the old noggin up here. I'm also gonna blame the nine concussions I've had in my life for that exact same reason. That I can't remember everything I possibly should because I also have a concussion. I've had one like 2022. I got a concussion at my old job, so I understand. So Not last fun. the last concussion I had was also 2022. Um, at a show, seeing uh, Devil Wears Prada straight from the path. Oh got, shit! I got knocked stuff. silly during Straight from the Path. I had to step out, and I was afraid I wasn't able to go back in. Oh I knew it was gosh. a concussion, but once Devil Wears Prada went out, I'm like, I ain't no bitch. Here we go. Honestly, that sounds like a lot of a cooler place to get a concussion than where I got my concussion from. You said it was at work, right? Yeah, I worked at Target. Um. I don't I I don't know if it was just my specific target. Um but if and no I that specific target um that place was terrible to work. It was like Walmart energy all the time. Like fun <laughs> things would happen there every like you do not understand the stories that I have about this target. It was insane. And like management was just Anyways, I don't work there anymore. Um thank God. That place was really bad for my mental health. Anyways, but we, I was in the back, right? And I don't know if you've ever been to like the back of a Target, but mm-hmm. I'm in fulfillment. I was in fulfillment, so I like got people's orders. So I had to go down aisle six in the back. So we keep a lot of our back stock, and they're like really tall mm-hmm. aisles, and you like there's ladders in there that you push and pull and like put to the side. Well, I needed something in the middle of aisle six, so I like was there and I had to push a ladder out of the way, but it got caught on something. I didn't look up to see what it was. Somebody definitely chop stocked this back there wrong. And it was like these giant like metal, like storage, like things that you wheel on the ground for your bathroom, like heavy, heavy metal thing. And so I didn't see it. So I just kind of pushed the ladder and I finally got the ladder to go. And the next thing I know, like this giant metal thing, like pops on my head, knocks off my glasses. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. And I ended up going to the doctor and I had a concussion. It was crazy. And I thought I almost had a brain bleed too because I got like bruising under my eye. And that's usually like a sign. So I had to go to the, the ER and like, and what's funny about that is right. I'm getting over this concussion. And then um, that was like in July, whatever. And then we were playing our, our friends in Dallas called Van Full of Nuns. They put on this uh pop punk pop punk's not dead festival every year down in buta texas near austin and um we were performing that year and i remember we were like the set where like the sun was like at its highest like shining directly on us like in a hundred degree heat it was brutal never would do that again but i was playing all that with a concussion playing like on stage with a concussion and it was just the worst experience i hated it so much so thanks target um yeah but you know yeah hashtag thanks target because you know walmart energy going on there but i know what you mean about those back rooms especially at target because i've i didn't work at target but uh here in milwaukee they some of the targets they actually sell beer and during when i was in college over the summers i would go and like go and stock all the major like bigger stores like your grocers even walmarts and targets for beer so I'd always have to go to the back to get the back stock. And I know exactly what you're talking about where this, like those, the, the, just the yeah. massive like shelving units that are high as all hell. I can see that happening, but it's not fun having to do anything with concussion, whether it's work, whether it's perform, whether it's try and mosh with it. It's not fun, but you know, 
we do it because we love just doing what we do and um nothing's gonna stop us nope you're right nothing nothing well well i got two more questions for you the first one is what else can we expect from house parties in 2024 what i know the ep just released of course middle of january but when it comes to like you guys going out there playing live get the band out there more much more known what's the plan for that well we're tour for starters um because we have we're going on tour at the end of march with the games we play and zoe co um so that'll be really fun um we're going to places we we've played before but we also haven't played before um we're gonna cover if anyone's listening we're gonna be covering nirvana on that tour because we want to be a little different we want to just i don't know i i wanted to do a demi lovato song um heart attack but i'm already gonna do waterworks and that song is already so high that like I can't sing too high songs because I think my vocals would just give out. Um, so we're doing uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" because it's just really fun. Um, yeah, but hopefully more shows, more festival dates. I think nothing's confirmed yet, and then maybe more music. I mean, we're definitely writing. We're starting to write an album this year, so yeah. So that's Ooh. what you can expect. So maybe new music by the end of the year. I'm not sure yet. It's only the end of January right now. So <laughs> yeah, we, we we still got, you know, 11 months to go at this point right. by the time we're recording it. Cause we're really recording this on the last day of the month. We got 11 more to go. True. Yeah. But we got so. more new, we got potential new music. We've got more new shows. We've got some booked already. We've got some that are potentially in the works, but the fact of the matter is, is, there's going to be a chance for everyone to experience house parties live that didn't get to experience them. If you didn't go see them on the can swim Belmont tour, which you definitely should have. Yeah, that, that was an iconic tour. That was really fun. That was so much fun. Oh, I miss yeah. it. I miss and I'm, it and I'm honestly, I'm still kicking myself that I did not even put it together that that was you that went on before I'm the two of them. I am, I am not happy with myself for not remembering that, but I will make it up at the end of the podcast with something specific. But I've got one more question for you, Chaney. Are you ready for it? Sure. It's something I love to ask everybody I bring on the podcast. Do the fact that it allows me to get to know about more new music, allows all the fans to get to know more about no, more new music, and allows you to also show us what you're liking and listening to. So, can you give me three artists that are bigger at your size or smaller that you would love to see get a lot more support behind them? There's definitely one of my friends in Dallas um, named Moonstone underrated um they just started like last year and they put out their other ep and a new song um so go check that out moonstone with a period at the end they're really really good um other bands Ooh, see i've been listening to so much classic rock recently um <laughs> they've already got their like little limelight um let's see here what have i been listening to Ooh. um i would probably also have to say okay so I have another friend in Dallas whose band's called Waiting for April. They're really good, too. Check them out. And then if I had to do a third, let's see. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, um, there's a artist on TikTok that I've grown to love a lot. Um, their name is Dawn, like D-A-V-V-N. Um, their music is really, really good. 
they're promoting like a new song right now. I think it's called Boy Next Door, but don't quote me on that. But their music's also really good. So check out Moonstone with a period, Waiting for April, and Dawn with two Vs. <laughs> Well, thanks for actually spelling out Dawn with two Vs for me because when I go and look these up and I try and make a little bit of extra like piece of content for this to say, okay, this is who Janie from House Parties is checking out and you should check them out too. I can actually get the name right and I don't end up picking the wrong band. Yeah. I've done that a couple of times and it is not fun. Yeah. My bad. I understand. <laughs> So just making sure I cover all my bases. But Janie, as we bring this podcast to the conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you, my guests, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug, run a plug, promote whatever to promote at the end of the episode. So Janie, the floor is yours. Okay, so listen to our new EP, Side Effects. Um, follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook. Um, also, if you want to come see us on the Games We Play tour, a lot of cities are starting to like get low ticket warnings and like selling out. So I would do that like ASAP and get your tickets before it sells out. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. Um, we've got fun things planned. But yeah, that's it. That's a good way to put it. Now it's time for this podcast with three specific things. First things first, when it comes to house parties, when it comes to making sure that you are ready to go see them on the games we play tour, when it comes to all the other shows are going to be playing in 2024 and beyond, when it comes to checking out the side effects EP and getting to follow along with this band every step of the way, you're going to want to follow them on all those platforms, stream the music, you know, get some tickets, get the merch, all that kind of stuff. So what's the best way to do that to make sure you do not miss out on it and have to do the most, like the least amount of work possible? Let me do all the research for you. All you got to do is click. So go to the podcast where it says find house parties online, links and labels for everything you're going to be there. So you have no excuse not to get into this band. I'm telling you right now, I'm doing all the work. I am your own personal Google. Do not let me down, please. Now it's time for number two. So Cheney, whoever gets the podcast, I enjoy the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise a way to say thank you for being on the podcast. And I wish you continue to support the band in the future. And I'm kicking myself that I wasn't able to already preemptively do this because my dumbass didn't even think of it back in November of 2023 when you played with Belmont. But now I got to make up for it. So my promise is when. Normally it's when I get to see performed for the first time, but that's already passed. It's when I get to see performed the next time. I will come all Liam Neeson and I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will say hi. And first round's on me. Awesome. And if you see me in the crowd, you're like, hey, you said first round's on me. I'll be like, oh, shit, you already recognized me. What do you want? True. <laughs> it's happened before, and it's actually kind of funny when that happens. If I'm just like, if I'm just kind of oblivious at that moment, like, oh, I didn't see him. Hey. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, we're right. doing this now. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. It's a good time. And now time for number three, Chaney. As we bring this episode to conclusion, I cannot end it by saying goodbye because that is way too final. I made a promise. I would love to also have you back in the podcast again in the future. And again, I'm still kicking myself that I could, that it just took so long for me to re remember that that was it's you. all good. I'm it's still kicking myself. I can't believe it. But on that note, this cannot be goodbye. I made that promise. I want to continue to see you do well. I want to bring you back to the podcast and I got to see you play live again so I can make good on that promise. This is not goodbye. This is. I'll see you later. Awesome. Bye. Woo! Well, folks, this is my interview with Cheney from the band House Parties. And now it's time for Kevin's final thought. First off, I, I kept bringing it up, but man, I remember seeing them actually play live when Cancer and Belmont had their tour early, or later in 2023. And I remember that when they were, they were getting going, you know, we didn't know anything about them in the show. Not many people knew anything about them. So they had that open opportunity to basically create and make that crowd remember who they were. I couldn't remember their name. 
but I remember the time that we had. I remember them playing given up by Lincoln Park as their cover, and it got everyone moving. It got us hitting. People were having a blast, and they went into midlife crisis, and we still had a fun time with it. It was a great, enjoyable show, and it was the perfect lead to can swim in Belmont. So if you get a chance to see them live on their upcoming tour, March in April, go and check them out, please. But when it comes to the overall thing, I love when we were talking about the song Water or was it Waterworks? I want to make sure I get that right because I'm gonna be so dang silly and make, kick myself. You know, yeah, it's Waterworks. The poetry aspect behind it is such an incredible thing that what Cheney was able to do, especially with more of a ballad sense, was really understand the overall concept of the lyrics and really take a deeper look into poetry when it comes to syllable structure, connection. How is this going to actually sound when it's spoken, when it's sung? How are the rhyme schemes going to work? How is the structure of the delivery going to stand out to make sure that this poetry can really come to life and you can feel everything that Cheney felt in that moment when writing this song? I think it's a fantastic move, and that knowledge and understanding allows the band to really create and grow even further with their lyricism, with their overall schematics, and with their overall flow. As they get into some of the other things that are on the Side Effects EP, yeah, you're going to get some more fun, you know, energetic, alternative rock, pop punk kind of style, which is fantastic. I mean, if you like the band Honey Revenge, this is going to be a band for you to definitely check out. That is a huge compliment because... That is a great way to kind of connect the two pieces together. If you like Honey Revenge, just a band to go check out. Their lyricism is very well written in this. And again, it all stems from their understanding of poetry. And I really, really, really dig it. So when it comes to house parties, go stream the podcast where it says find house parties online. Links and labels for everything to follow along with them there. Social media where you can get tickets for their upcoming tour, upcoming shows, and where you can stream the side effects EP. On top of that, make sure to follow along with the Corporate Rush podcast description as well facebook twitter instagram links go follow us there hit subscribe right down here if you're on youtube to subscribe to the channel with new episodes of the podcast every single tuesday and thursday and reaction news every single friday as well but kevin what about audio versions yep hit us follow subscribe you know whatever the button is spotify podcast radio amazon also hit the like button there as well as you get the full podcast episodes every single tuesday and thursday thank you very much cheney for joining us on the podcast today thank you all for joining us today Check out house parties when they play live. On that note, that's what you guys think for listening to the Code Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!